day, VIPs. My name is Tony Lee, and I want to welcome you to my first episode. And today's topic is balancing work and homework with COVID. I know that's, oh God, that's scary, but um, I think we'll be able to tackle it. First, a little bit tidbit about my podcast um, and a little background on me. I pretty much raised my kids, I would probably say maybe 85-90% on my own. So I just want to be able to share my experiences that I've had as a, a parent. And you may have been there, done that. You may be a parent that knows it all and it's fine. So you can, you know, if you've been there, done that, you know, you can maybe pass it on to someone that um, may need the um, assistance. Also, I do welcome parents from all backgrounds because I feel that we can all learn from each other. I mean, I was married at the time and I um, had two children. Well, I still do have children. I had, I, I have two children um, that I had raised with him at the time, but he was always busy. I worked too, but I didn't have to go out of town as much. And he went out of town a lot. So I considered myself a single mom because I raised my kids, cooked clean. Uh, I did all the scheduling and went to the play dates, you name it, I did it. So the only thing that I asked at the end of the day was when payday came that my husband at the time would give me a check and pay me for my services. Now, that worked in my household. May not have worked good in your household, but um, that's what being a parent from different backgrounds is all about. We all come to some type of agreement. We come to a medium on what works for us. And that at the time, it worked for me. I was okay with it, and that is the way that my life was, and that is what I had accepted. But everyone's life and their parenting practices are different. So I welcome all parenting practices, and I, you know, welcome anyone to come on to my show and tell me their stories, either be good or bad. So again, I feel that we can all learn from each other. One of the things that um, we're going through um, is um, dealing with the virus, uh, COVID. So we're all having a very difficult time in our lives because we are going through um, situations that are not too normal to us. So Corona is no joke, people. I mean, anytime you have people that are dying on a daily basis, I um, consider that very, very serious. And I take this virus very serious. So I am asking you, please, please, please to make sure you wear a mask when you go outside and you stay six feet away. I see so many people without masks. They're going into crowded areas, you know, beaches where there's a lot of people, parks. You can't do that. You can't treat this like 
oh, my life is back to normal again because we're far from normal. We're far, far from normal. The virus is ahead of us. Did you know that? We're behind the virus. We don't have a vaccine yet. We may not get a vaccine for another six months, a year. So we have to be able to follow the rules in order to combat this virus that we know very little of. We have to continue to save more lives. And this, it is a public fucking service announcement. So take this statement that I'm telling you very serious because I take it very serious. And if I see one more person out and about without a mask, it's going to be on and popping. You may hear about me because I'm very upset because everyone should have access to a mask right now. You should not go out without a mask. So I ask of you to respect your life, respect your loved ones, and respect other people outside of your household. And I feel once we do that, we can all get back to our new normal. It's not going to be back to the way we had. It's going to be a new normal, but at least we're going to be saving lives. So I'm going to go and, you know, move on to discuss my topic for the day, which is balancing work and homework with COVID. For me, it's been a motherfucker. It has destroyed my lifestyle. I don't have any sex. I don't date. I don't go out. I'm cooking like I'm Betty Crocker. Oh my God. It's, I have to bow down to this bitch. And you guys have to bow down to this bitch too. So we might as well deal with this shit together. I mean, I don't get my nails done. My toes done. My toes look like I've been walking through some hot coals. I mean, I look in the mirror and I'm like, who the fuck are you? Like, I look fucked up, people. Really, I look fucked up. I can't even take selfies anymore. That's how bad it is. So, I get it. This is terrible. It's just, you know, it's destroyed some of our lives. But at the end of the day, we have to remember we are alive and we're well and we're going to move forward. So, here's my take on working at home and dealing with homework and homework assignments. The first thing that I do in the morning is that I get my kids up at 7.30 in the morning. Yes, I get them up at 7.30 in the morning because I want them to somewhat have the same schedule that they had in school. It's not going to be close, but I just am not going to tolerate my kids getting up at 1 and 2 o'clock in the afternoon. That's not going to work. I want to take control of my home. I don't want a chaotic house. I don't want kids running everywhere. And not only that, 7.30 is really good because you already know if you go to bed at 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night, guess what? You still got to get up at 7.30. So you do whatever you want to do, but you still get up at 7.30 in the morning. So what I do is I have them brush their teeth. They wash up. They put their clothes on and they have breakfast. And as they say, and in that order. Now, breakfast in my house is 15 minutes because it doesn't take you a whole hour to eat cereal, eat toast, drink milk, whatever you do. 
you know, egos, Legos, whatever it is, doesn't really take you that long. I feel that you got to, in a sense, you know, put a stop to them in the kitchen because the kitchen is become an economic problem. 12.30 should be when the kids have lunch. And after 12.30, you need to lock up the kitchen. Lock up the refrigerator. You need to close the kitchen. And you need to tell them, you can't come back into this kitchen until I invite you back in. It's just like in the cafeteria. You know, once the kids are, you know, done eating, if the cafeteria lady see you in her cafeteria after lunch, what is she, the first thing she do is, oh, uh, what are you doing up in here? You need to get out of here. You need to go to class. So that's what you need to do with your kids. Kick them out because your kids don't need to have 20 snacks a day. I mean, food is too goddamn high for kids to be having 20 snacks a day. You don't want cows grazing in your refrigerator all day long. So I say two snacks, a lunch, and a dinner, and that's it. You're done. Don't come back until you invite them back. And I mean this, parents, because take it from me. You're going to save so much money on a monthly basis. I would say maybe about $100 to $200. We buy so much more food now because the kids are at home because the kids are eating more. It's unhealthy for your kids to eat all day long. You know it and I know it. And you don't want the kids to go back to school being obese and pre-diabetic. I mean, come on now. Like, what the fuck was you doing for 90 days when the kids were off? Did you just, you know, feed them lollipops and uh, uh Pop-Tarts or whatever, people going to start looking at you like, well, damn, you know? So get it together. No 20 snacks. We're only going to have two snacks, a lunch, and a dinner. So write that down. I'll give you the opportunity to do it. Um, so the homeschool. Homeschooling is going to be different because now you're going to be the teacher and the home has become your classroom. So you have a responsibility to your child now, and you also have a responsibility to yourself. The first thing that you will have the opportunity to see is if you have a disruptive child. Now, I know some of you parents will be like, oh, my child wouldn't do that. They've never done that in front of me. Yeah, they did. And you know that they did. So let's get a dose of reality, parents. Some of you have badass kids and you don't want to uh, take accountability for your badass kids. But now that the badass kid is in your goddamn house and in your uh, your classroom, I'm really curious to see how you guys are going to handle the situation. So I really wish I could be a fly on the wall for those parents who have been in denial for all these many years saying that they kid didn't bully nobody, their kid don't, oh my God, my kid's innocent. And not only that, kids lie so much. My kids lie all the time. I don't know why my kids lie. They just do. 
So again, when your kid says, oh, mommy, I didn't do it, most likely they did it because I have a really hard time believing that a teacher's just going to sit up there and just, you know, lie on your child. I mean, it's it, it may happen, but it's not going to happen too much. So I would say maybe like 99.9% the teacher is telling the truth. So again, you guys need to get it together. Now, make sure that your kids' assignments are correct and completed. And the reason why I say make sure they are correct is because some parents don't look at the homework to see if it is correct. They just see that the pages and stuff have already been filled up, the blanks and stuff have been filled in. You can't do that. You need to make sure, sit down with your child and make sure that you go over the math problems, the sentencing, all of that, sentences, everything, um, you know, make sure everything has been phrased correctly because when your child goes to school thinking that they did the homework okay and then they take a test and they find out like, oh my God, I failed the test. Why did I fail the test? They most likely failed the test because they didn't get the homework correct. So you just have to make sure that you're not only checking the homework, but you're making sure that the homework is correct to the best of your knowledge. Now, I know some of you guys probably haven't done homework in a while, but there's also Google. I mean, I can Google anything and Google will, you know, pretty much tell me. Not only that, I will just email the teacher like, you know what? Hey, I haven't done this in a while. So can you let me know, you know, if this is correct or not? You know what? Guess what? They'll let you know. The last thing that you want to do is have your kids fall through the cracks. You don't want your kids returning to school and they have fell behind because we don't know what the whole situation is going to be like. I have heard that some schools were even thinking of maybe putting some of the kids back who cannot catch up when they finally return to school. So you don't want your kid falling in the um, lowest of the percentile. You can't have bragging rights. You want to make sure that your kid is at least at the top of the class. You got your bragging rights. When it comes time for award season, you're going to be all up in everybody's face you know, taking selfies with your kids, you know, just, you know, making sure it's all on social media, bragging, letting everybody know, yeah, my kid did this and my kid did that. When your kid's in the low percentile, it's a little bit kind of hard to do that. So yeah, make sure that you are not only a parent, but you're also a teacher at this time. So you need to act like a teacher. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is I want to talk about working at home. For me, it's been a bitch because when I go to the office, I get dressed, I have my shit going on, I meet with my girlfriends, we plan to have lunch and everything. Well, guess what? I can't do that. I'm literally at home, I'm stuck, and I actually... I have to work and that's just odd because you know now people can pinpoint me. It's like that bitch ain't at the office, out of the office, she at home. So they already know I'm at home, you know, probably like near the phone. So I can't even lie. Anyway, um, what I do is I um, schedule um, each week with um, my boss. I let my boss know what my schedule is going to be. So I pretty much work around um, my work hours with my kids' needs. So it kind of goes hand in hand. Now, I know some of us have small children. 
So try and figure out their nap time. And if they're not sleepy, maybe put them in a safe room or crib and, you know, create a really nice play area for them. Let them be distracted. And I know uh, probably maybe 20 to 30 minutes, you maybe be maybe even be able to get an hour. And during that time, you can probably do a spreadsheet, do a conference call, you know, and you can probably even shoot the shit with the co-workers and see what's up on the latest gossip. Yes, you know, you got to do that, honey, because at the end of the day, Corona may have affected us, but gossip still stands to the test of the time. But don't stay on the phone for two, three, four, five hours. Now, come on. You're not being a really good parent. You know damn well that you already knew about this gossip. You guys are right now, you're just talking about it again so that you can, you know, get all the angles, all the information, what could have happened, what may have happened, are they together, are they not together? You already know they're together. But anyway, you can always update everybody on social media. So stay off the phone, only an hour. Don't be a bad parent, irresponsible and showing your kids away because you want to get gossip. You can get gossip at a later time. This is the time for you to stay focused with your work, making sure your work is done. So at the end of the day, you probably maybe be able to get that raise. Who knows? I don't know. Anyway, um, I also tell my kids that my work is a priority and I have deadlines that I have to meet. And um, I need... No distractions at all. Don't knock on my door. Don't do any of that. And if they can't understand that, you let them know by the end of the month that we're going to be homeless and um, because I lost my goddamn job. So if they don't understand that, I really don't know what they, I don't really know what they, you know, would understand other than being homeless up under a bridge or whatever because you didn't listen to mommy and because you didn't listen to mommy we don't have a goddamn job so anyway yeah enlighten them let them know be real keep it 100 you know life is you know life is real and I'm always real with my kids if this don't happen then this don't happen if I don't do my work I can't get paid I can't have a roof over your head and I can't buy those hundred dollar video games or whatever that you want so that's just how it is um when it's all said and done, oh, I'm so glad about this time of the day. When it's all said and done, go outside with your kids. You know, go maybe go in the backyard, sit on the patio, take a deep, deep breath, stretch. Oh my God, I'm doing that right now. I feel so good. Unwind, just relax. Take this moment to talk to your kids. Talk to your kids about anything and ask them, is there anything you guys want to talk about? Because kids, you'd be surprised. There are a lot of things that they want to talk about. But I think because we're so much used to the hustle and bustle, I don't think the kids think that we actually have the time. But this is the time for us to 
um, talk about, you know, different things that are going on in their lives. I mean, this virus has hit all of us very hard, but it's hit our kids hard as well. Their normal is, you know, it's not normal anymore. And I'm sure that can be very stressful. It can be um, very depressing. They're no longer with their friends. Everything's done virtual. So you have to talk to them just to see where they're coming from. I mean, if you do see your kids, they're always kind of depressed, a little bit kind of alone, and it lasts for more than a week, I would definitely um, seek um, a counselor, seek some type of professional help. My personal experience is that I really thought that my, you know, child was, you know, okay. And when I finally uh, took my child to um, see a professional, I totally found out that, you know, life was not okay. And I was kind of like in shock, like really in all of the things that had, you know, surfaced, I just, it was hard for me to take it in. It was hard for me to swallow that. I didn't realize that my kid was, um, so depressed, but I'll talk to you guys about that on another episode because that, um, that's a whole nother hour or so. But anyway, um, if you parents are feeling overwhelmed, I also ask for you to seek outside help with your friends and family and your fellowship. We are all going through this together. We're experiencing, you know, financial problems, um, you know, a shortage of food, um, money, just everything all at once. And we have to just stop in our tracks, stop in our moment and say that we're alive. And I thank God for another day to spend time on this earth with my children and my loved ones. And I am blessed because I know that tomorrow is never promised. And parents, We know now, and if you didn't know, we are not promised tomorrow. So I'm closing this with love and light. And I hope you enjoyed my my episode. And again, if you, you know, really like my episode, you know, I hope that um, you can, you know, receive it well. And if you cannot receive it that well and you feel some type of way about it and maybe you can pass it on to someone else but please stay focused stay healthy stay happy and stay alive anyway tune in for my next episode of mommy and daddy time and that's my favorite time because um i'm gonna have the um, opportunity to tell you guys about how to um give investments back into yourself and as well as um, making yourself happy and, you know, giving yourself time away from the kids. But until then, goodbye for now. Make sure you subscribe to my podcast so that you know when my next episode will post. And you can always find me at VIP Parents on Instagram. And stay tuned for my YouTube channel coming to you real soon. Toodaloo. Love you. Mwah.